This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios. House spelt the German way. Special summer edition. Ooh, it's hot. It's humid. It's very windy. It's true. Um, I'm Allie. And I'm Camille. And today we are very excited to have a very special guest, Rain. Hi. So, Rain. Yes. What's your relationship with Val Kilmer like? Uh, not as intimate as some. Okay. But um, he did have my teenage heart fluttering mm-hmm. at a few points in my life. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Yes. yes. He's very handsome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, prior to the, the aging, he was very handsome. Oh, Very yeah. triangular. Now he's like, but it's fine. Yeah. No you know, he, he went from like, you know, that Dorito body to like a bit of a penne shape. Mm-hmm. Which is natural. Normal. Yeah. He's, he's a human. Yeah. Yeah. He's still a, you know, pretty attractive old yeah. man. All he's humans sure. become new Tom Cruise. Yeah. But I no one knows that what one that secret is. Artificially assisted. Oh, yeah. He yeah. is cryogenically frozen in between gym sessions and... Yeah. The magic of Scientology. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Tom Cruise, uh, today we are talking about Top Gun. Top Gun. Mm-hmm. So this movie came out in... 1986. Whoa. Yeah. What were you doing in 1986? I was, um, okay, number of ways this joke can go. I can be like, (laughs) I was a pre-ghost. I wasn't born yet. That's the main thesis of the joke. (laughs) And then the other way the joke can go is like, I was, insert past life joke here. It's like, maybe I was like on the set of Top Gun. Whoa. But that's very dark because it implies that I died during that. <laughs> so, what about you, Rally? Also not existing. Great. Rain? I was busy being four. Ah, yeah. good work. How Depending old was that year for you? Uh, my dog died. Oh, no. Oh, Maybe you're my reincarnated dog. <gasps> Whoa. He was great. What was his name? Jack. Hey, wait. Oh. It was Jack. <laughs> my name was Jack. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. What, what kind of dog were you? Camille? I was a... Doberman. German Shepherd. German Shepherd. Yeah. I was I was cross. cross. Those, things, those two things. You were a mixed breed? Yeah. That's right. the word. Right on. Yep. I love it. Woof. 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 So I'm a lot older than you guys, apparently. My experience with Val Kilmer would have been significantly different from yours. You guys were like probably like TBS dinner and movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. you just got more of a Val Kilmer Prime. I did. It's true. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to watch The Decline in real time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's fine, though, because, like, he made some good stuff. It's true. Yeah. And there, you know, there's the obvious movies, Alan Nick Cage, where he's clearly doing it for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But And also, the longer The Decline, the better the eventual comeback. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's like, um, who's in The Wrestler? Mickey Rourke? 
Yeah. Is that, that yes. was, I feel like that was a that was a big comeback. He was all of a sudden he was getting Oscars left and right. People were like, Oh, we need more Mickey Rourke. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. guess. That was a bad example. I've nothing else to add on <laughs> Mickey Rourke. <laughs> It's okay. It's not a Mickey Rourke podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nor should <laughs> That's be. our fourth one. <laughs> yes. After this, we're doing yeah. Cruisin' with Allie and Camille, mm-hmm. where okay. we talk about Tom Cruise. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing Uncaged, where we talk about Nick Cage. Yeah. And then after okay. that, we'll do... Um, uh... Rourke Shack Test. <laughs> <laughs> Send in your fan mail um, early. Yep. And Nikki, if you're listening, we'd love to have you as a guest, <laughs> or just to detail, uh, what's up? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> great. Um, so, Rain, so, uh, what was sort of your uh, first awareness of Val Kilmer? I distinctly remember Willow. Ah, in a, in a positive way? That or... movie scared the shit out of it's me. It's horrifying. Yeah, it's very scary. I came, it came out, I was like, I think I was slightly younger than the Target mm-hmm. audience, because that was what, mid-80s, yeah. mid to late we should know. We've done this. I think it, I think it was 89. I'll look it up. Oh, think, carry on. So, um, that movie, I find that, you know, kids' movies from back in the day mm-hmm. are not the same as kids' movies now. No! They are very cushiony now, yeah. whereas it was like, we're going to scare the ever-loving fuck out of you, yeah, and totally. you will be thankful for it, and this will become a cult favorite. Like, have you ever watched um, Labyrinth without the, like... Did you, when did you first watch Labyrinth? You... Uh, I think not until, like, maybe late teens. Okay. So, watching that as, like... As a child? A ten-year-old? Yeah. Wow. I still mm. very vividly remember, like, the garbage stack scene and that mm. little... Yeah. Hello. Like, that yeah. and, like, freaking... Yeah. Mm. It, it's, like, it's seared into my memory. And I can't remember how old I was for Willow and... 1988. Cool, oh. yeah. I was six. Yeah. I was too young oh, to be exposed yeah. to that kind of action. Totally. And I, so I recall that. Mm-hmm. I remember Top Gun, all the stuff that was like anything they had on TV. Mm-hmm. And then uh, The Saint, Pitter Patter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My heart, man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, awesome. that was 96, I think. The Saint? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was like, in my opinion, peak Val Kilmer attractiveness. Yeah. And actually, yeah. really good acting. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna he's give him great. a couple of cookies for that. Like he's got the yep. sullen Jesus and like yeah, the, yeah. We're gonna take he away a couple. Sullen Jesus, <laughs> I did. That the was artist great. guy. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Thomas, Thomas Moore. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. Always about us <laughs> Wait, Allie, save it for the same cast. <laughs> the four-hour special that will be us talking about the same and having forty different guests on. Yes, and Elizabeth Shue and like oh, Elizabeth Shue, so good. Oh. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what was your uh, first time watching Top Gun? I, um, I think the thing I recall most is probably the soundtrack and it being very emotionally manipulative. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this is, this predates the toxic masculinity where dudes weren't allowed to cry. Mm-hmm. So they could mm-hmm. cry when watching Top Gun or have super masculine sad feelings, I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And then, um... Yeah, I dated a guy who was super into it, and I watched it, and like reignited my love for that ridiculous movie. It's Tom Cruise pre nose job. Ah, you, yeah, no. His face has changed what? a lot. I didn't even know. It's very subtle. You didn't. And notice he had no, I didn't know. In like the nineties, so yeah, his, his teeth. Oh, I did his, see that. Were all yeah. pre teeth. Yeah, he had person teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah. How about you? When did you first discover? Um, I, uh, I think it must have been, it was either Batman or The Saint. Um, All right. Yeah. 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 Oh, was your first Val experience? Was my first Val experience. What was your first Top Gun experience? Um, when, pardon me? I think I, the first time I saw Top Gun, I think it was like a TBS, like dinner and a movie Mm, thing. I love that show though. Oh my God. Yeah. Like some of the best movies were on that. And I've watched, uh, I guess they always had to be edited for time. So I've seen. And <laughs> content sometimes. Yeah. So, like Fast Times at Ragemont High, not the same on dinner and a movie mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Big Lebowski. Oh, really? this, is, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass was changed to this is what happens when you fight a stranger in the Alps. And I think that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, I want that to be my job. I know. <laughs> Just doing like weird voice matching for yeah. oh, that would be really like fun. little rewrites. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So TBS editing that was a thing. I don't know what would have been edited out from Top Gun. I don't know. Maybe the weird, the weirdly long sex scene. Probably. Yeah. I, especially depending on the airtime. Yeah. Like if you got like the matinee version or yes. if you got the nighttime version. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the first time I saw Top Gun, I was maybe like 10 or something, uh, watching it on TBS dinner and movie. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. Yeah. How about you, Camille? Uh, about yeah. last summer. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to confess, I still have never seen all of it. You've and seen the most I've important I've seen parts. Most of it. You've seen all the shower scenes. Yes, I've seen the volleyball scene. Yes, that's all and you I've need to seen see. a lot of planes, and yeah. I've seen the classroom scene. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen the last, let's say, twenty percent of the movie. Yeah, which yeah. super quick. What mm-hmm. what happens in it? He. Uh, Goose dies. Right. It's yeah. sad. I, I feel like yeah. I, that's a that's like a pop culture thing I knew going in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing I knew. People reference that. Yeah. Um, and then Goose dies. Tom Cruise is sad, and then he withdraws from the flight academy. I mean, in, in every hero story, I think that sounds like in line, but I don't recall to be honest. Yeah. <clears throat> and then eventually, but he doesn't become Top Gun. The top, the Top Gun is Val Kilmer, I believe. That's ringing a bell, but dude, I'm telling you, I've not seen it in a long time. Oh, that's okay. If you, if anyone wants to write <laughs> in and correct us on the end of Top Gun, chastise us for our failure. <laughs> I'm gonna make a controversial statement. Okay. I don't think anyone's seen the last 20% of Top Gun. If they have, they don't remember what yeah. happens. Yeah. I know that, like, the. Um, the, um, the, instru- the, no, the beautiful blonde lady. Uh, yes, Kelly gets, McGillis. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I always want to call her Laura, and I don't know she why. She seems like a Laura. Yeah. yeah. So she gets, like, they get back together, I feel like, because mm-hmm. don't, don't they have to ride away on his motorcycle? Like, into yeah. the sunset? Yeah. While the <laughs> Top Gun Anthem plays. Right. Yeah, that's what I recall, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Goose dies, and then that's the point of the movie. Yeah, Goose dies, and then and then Tom Cruise. I'm pretty sure he withdraws from the flight academy. Yeah, because he's got he's afraid or something. Yeah, he's got like the the he's got PTSD about it. As well, he should. Oh. Yeah, 
And then, oh, did he die because of Tom Cruise? Like, was there, like, a fatal, like, was there a hubris moment there? I don't think it's directly hubris. Okay. Um, from what I recall, I mean, I know that they were both up there. Mm-hmm. And I think something just failed because he, because Goose, like, bashes into the fucking window. Yeah, so they, try, tries to they try and eject, eject but the, yeah. but the uh, windshield doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, the door doesn't, the window doesn't slide open. Yeah, so Goose, like, full-on gets rocketed into a glass wall, and his neck breaks. Whoa. Yeah, Yeah, that's how he dies. Oh! Yeah! That's terrible. Spoiler alert. Just to clarify. (laughs) Yes, spoiler alert for 1986's Top Gun, everybody. Sorry. Um, Okay, so just to clarify, the, during the entirety of Top Gun, there's no war going on. No, it's, it's all like training and war games, war games yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so when he dies, it's like it's a total very much fucking in accident. Vain. Okay. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't crash his plane into the enemy. Nope. He vaporizes no... on a window. Yeah. And leaves behind his wife and young son. Yeah. Oh, baby goose. Yeah. Yeah. My Mon- future Miles Teller. Period. Period. Yeah. There we go. Um. I really, I, I really like a lot of parts of this movie. Yeah. Like the volleyball scene yes. and the soundtrack <laughs> and like all of the weird sexual tension between Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. Yeah. But I feel like the stakes for this movie are very low. Like they're, <laughs> they're just, they're, they're going to school for bragging rights. Right? Like, that's what they, they want to yeah. become top, they want to become the top gun. It's creme de la creme. Like, they're already successful in their fields. They just yeah. want to be the best. Yeah. Because of machismo. You're the best. Hooray! <laughs> um, yeah. So, hmm. as, as a result of that, I just found, um, the, I, uh, I found a lot of it very boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What would, uh, what would we say is, like, the general kind of, like, B, C, D. Oh, well, I think, uh, I mean, I think, I guess it's like, it's funny because it's like, it's a, probably the most famous of the, other than like Batman Forever, it's probably like the most famous of the Val movies that we've covered so far. Yeah. So I feel like it's like, in a way, doesn't need a plot uh, recount, but at the same time, like, what would, what would you say is like, what happens in the movie generally? Uh. Is like Tom Cruise. He goes to flight school. Right. And he doesn't, he doesn't learn to fly. He's already flying. Yeah. It's just like an elite. Yeah. An elite like ranking. It's basically, um, masculinity like executed in the most aggressive and, um, tightly controlled way. Yeah. That ultimately results in the death of someone that we give a shit about. So, you know, don't... Mm -hmm arrogant because didn't they correct me if i'm wrong aren't there some scenes where they they buzz the tower and like they get in super shit for it or am i thinking of a different movie oh that uh, sounds right yeah yeah Yeah, because they're like showing off and shit like that and so they buzz the tower i can't remember if that's if that's right Mm. um i mean every 80s movie with a jet in it fucking did that um but yeah it's just the only reason why we see goose die it, they basically fridge him for yeah for Tom Cruise's character. Yeah. Even though Goose is, like, a super nice fella. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah. character development. Yeah. Um, 
I'm assuming you mean the the fridge refers to like the women in refrigerators. Correct. Trope. It's he dies strictly to further Tom Cruise's character Mer- Maverick's uh, arc. Yeah. So Camille, are you familiar with that term? No, but I feel oh. like that's a good explanation of it. Yeah. So. so um the the correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the term dates back to a comic. Yes. About a husband and wife like superhero team. And uh, the dude comes home and, like, finds a sexy note from his wife of, like, there's a surprise for you in the fridge. And he opens the fridge and his wife is, like, chopped up into little pieces and put in the fridge. So it's, like, meaningless violence against this uh, character in order to further the growth of usually the male lead. Ah, it's almost exclusively. It's like an anti-feminist trope at this point. Yeah. So... So most of the time it's like the girlfriend will be yeah. murdered horribly in right. order to spur Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And okay. Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Or like the Punisher's family or Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Even though like they don't really they haven't really been developed, but yeah, it's literally the execution of a female character or of an emotional connection in mm-hmm. order to spur on the the male character's arc yeah. or development. Oh, uh, okay. Person. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So so they fridge uh goose and then <laughs> and then it's up for debate. Yeah, because none of us remember the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really roundabout sort of story because a friend of mine was telling me about a YouTube video that he watched. About, so that's, that's my uh, source for this. Um, and it was, I think it was Josh Whedon or some, some famous director was laying out like the plot points of Top Gun and being how it was an allegory to like the Tom Cruise character, uh, struggling with his own sexuality and like whether or not he was like attracted to Tom Cruise or, uh, Kelly, Kelly McGillis, Kelly McGillis, Kelly, Kelly McGillis. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so they, it so that is something that I'm interested in because like one of the things that they mention is uh, they go on the date and they uh, end up having sex and then things like get cooled off. And then one of the things that happens is Kelly McGillis. Uh, <laughs> there's like the elevator scene where she's like dressed a little bit more masculine and has her hair up in a, in a cap. And like, that's like her ploy to like, get Tom Cruise away from Val Kilmer. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, I just wish that was more overt. Cause if, if it's a thing, I'd be very interested in like seeing an actual like story. Uh, yeah. There. Um, yeah. Anyway, I could be down. I mean, I can't speak to an allegory cause I haven't watched the whole movie. Yeah. The time, but that's not the point. Yeah. That would be great. Like if they, right. uh, Rain, you were telling us how there's a Top Gun sequel. sequel. Yes, because that's l- happening. Nothing is original. Nope. And as far as I know, Tom Cruise is expected to return as Maverick, <laughs> looking even better than the first one. Somehow yes. intended. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Post nose job. <laughs> he could do a prequel. Post janky yeah. teeth fix. Yeah. Um, and Miles Teller has been cast as Goose's son, which is a crime against filmmaking. Yeah. I really want to hit his face huh. with something hard, and I don't know why. He just looks like someone that you want to punch. Mm-hmm. I blame Whiplash. Yeah. That's fair. I blame his basic attitude. I've read interviews with him, and I'm oh, just like, really? you're a fucking douchebag. Mm. Sorry, Miles Teller, you're kind of a douche. Come prove me wrong if you want to. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. no it's fine. 
Oh, I, I've just seen him in Divergent, and he's a knob in that. He is. And I've seen him in Whiplash, and he's a super knob in that. What What's else it? is he in? He did that movie with Jonah Hill where they're like weapon, like war weapon dealers, and they go over and they start selling more weapons. What is it? I think it's called War Dogs. Oh, actually, oh. Or something. I've never watched it because I hate shit like that. Yeah. Like, there are literal wars happening, and people are literally dying, and you're going to romanticize... Yeah. It's like romanticizing drug dealing when they're, I just can't handle it. So yeah. I never bothered watching it, but. I I read a thing that he, tur- Miles Teller turned down the role that Ryan Gosling had in La La Land. What? It was originally supposed to be Miles Teller and, um, who's Hermione Granger? Oh yeah, no, Emma, oh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson, yeah. I read that, yeah. It was supposed to be those oh. two. Oh. Yeah. Really glad they went in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think Emma Watson would, I, I haven't yeah. seen La La Land, so I can't really speak to it, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I think that, uh, Emma Watson would have been good in that. Yeah. That's charming. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I enjoy her as, uh, Hermione mm-hmm. and I'm really glad she got over acting primarily with her eyebrows because mm. her entire face is just eyebrow action the entire film because she doesn't know how to emote. Properly. So she grew out of that. That's great. But everything I've seen her in has just basically been Emma Watson as. Ah, Do you yes. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, but I did like her in, what's the movie? Um, Bling? Oh, the Bling Ring. Bling Ring, That was a yes. fun movie. She oh, had a great accent, and she utilized vocal fry in a not obnoxious way. Great. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Um, excellent. What, do you, what were your thoughts on Beauty and the Beast? Um, so the opening <laughs> piano tinkle sets my spine on fire. Oh I my god! So <laughs> just the like, so good. I literally have chills right now. Yeah. Um, I really no, no, thank you. I know. I feel like anytime I want to watch Beauty and the Beast, I'll just watch Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like I, what? Why? Who's that for? I mean, Luke Evans is the bomb, and he was a great Gaston, but. I don't think it was required. I like I said, everything is a remake or a sequel mm-hmm. to previous existing properties, and mm-hmm. I just don't give a shit. Just the original was amazing, and I remember watching it in the theater as a very very young child. I lived in a small town without a theater, so we had to drive to go see it. Whoa. Oh, it was a trip. Wow. The first mm-hmm. movie I ever watched in the theater was Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. My uh, heart. I would love to see. Anyway, but yeah, I. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I prefer the source material. Mm-hmm. 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 The first movie I ever saw in theaters was The Rocketeer, and it scared the nice. shit out of me. I don't oh remember. God. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember being terrified. I just like. Yeah. I think there was something about him flying that really unsettled me. And then the That's... first movie that I like remember seeing in theaters mm-hmm. was The Lion King. Nice, good yeah. one. Nice. What's the Rocketeer again? I don't remember. Okay. Is it live action or is it? Yes. It is live action. Okay. I remember it being in black and white. But... Shouldn't have been. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know about color yet? I don't know. I, oh. From what I can recall, it was it was in color. I think it had vintage Jennifer Connelly in it. Oh. But I can't remember specifically. Okay. It's basically set, I think, in like the 20s, 30s. I okay. think it's like an AU where it's kind of, it's not steampunky, but mm-hmm. the guy literally builds a backpack rocket out of, and he's got a weird, like, helmet. Yeah. He builds a backpack rocket, like, oh. in his garage or something, oh, like, yeah. the equivalent, where it's, like, he is a super scientist, and he makes it himself, mm-hmm. and he's kind mm-hmm. of a hero. That's mm-hmm. what I recall. Okay. Cool. But, yeah, that mm-hmm. movie hasn't been seen by my eyes in 
decades. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> For apparently a good reason. Yeah. I don't know. It was just unsettling. Camille was the first movie you ever saw. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but similarly, the the first one I really remember was um, Jumanji. That's great. Yeah. Oh, oh, I feel like that would yeah. be scary. Yeah, it was. It was. It was quite scary. Yeah. It's a good movie though. Yeah. It the drums. The drums were scary because yeah. you knew Jumanji was coming. Yeah. Was, something. Something was gonna happen. It was gonna be scary. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys watch mm-hmm. the reboot with The Rock yeah. and Jack? Black? I have not seen it. I really want to because I, I love it. The Rock and everything uh, that he does. It's a goddamn rock. delight. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, Jack Black funny. plays the beautiful blonde, like teenaged girl. It's so but, and so it's good. completely inoffensive. He nails it in the most authentic possible way. Oh my god. That yeah. this girl is still the girl, but Jack Black is like. I feel he's like just so good. He <laughs> plays that character so much better than the actress in the first five minutes plays <laughs> herself, essentially. Fair. Because, yeah. I, I mean, the I first mean, five she's minutes... like 16 in real life, so like, you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. And You're I mean, still seeing in black and white, you know? The establishment <laughs> of the character is not very strong, so mm-hmm. like, she doesn't have a lot to do except for be really self-involved and kind of a dick to the teacher. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's a delightful delightful film and I will, we should absolutely watch it I will add it to my list mm-hmm. good we should do a rock podcast that would be rock amazing. out with your rock <laughs> <laughs> perfect yes okay. so what is everyone's uh, most attractive Val Kilmer moment in Top Gun uh, oh for me it's like when they're at that like ball and everyone's in uniform yeah, yeah. the crisp yeah. yeah. Nice. Seconded. That's nice. pretty good. Sweet. The introduction is really good with like the the collar and oh, like the yeah. real tall hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of like he's established as like the guy. Yeah. He kind of looks like Guile from Street Fighter with like the really tall oh hair God. and the yeah, yeah, yeah. aviators and like the flight suit. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm going to vote for uh, Val Kilmer in class. He's the cool guy. He's always laid back. He's always chewing gum. Yeah. You know? And in that cool way that only, like, the cool guys can chew mm-hmm. gum. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't care. I remember him wearing aviators in class. I don't know if that happened, but in my memories, he's wearing them the whole time. Like, whatever. I can wear sunglasses inside in this formal teaching environment of this elite school. Obviously. Yolo. Yes. It's the power of Top Gun, though. Yeah, yes. Anything can be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, honorable mention to the beach volleyball scene. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think sexiness has to be slightly more subtle, but yeah, it's up there. Top five. <laughs> yeah. Um, I read somewhere that the director wanted to put more like beefcake moments into mm-hmm. Top Gun to increase the female uh, audience. Allie, I'd love to segue into our new segment right now, which yeah. is talking about the, the volleyball scene. I'm just going to play um, some of our lead-in music. Ah, uh, yes. Kenny Loggins. Yes. <laughs> Nobody did the 80s better than Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Have you ever heard a more appropriate montage sound? Absolutely not. Great. I'm just going to play that underneath. Oh my god, I But not it. enough to get seen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Beach volleyball. Probably the most iconic scene from mm-hmm. Top Gun. Definitely the most erotic scene in oh. Top Gun. Yeah. Or possibly in any movie. In yeah. any yeah. movie, right? Yeah. 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 It's pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
think that like between playful. sorry aggressive but playful yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> encapsulates a lot of the 80s um <laughs> the uh the piano scene when they're singing the song that you'll have to remind me about because i can always you re- got that love and yes yes and he like you know seduces the entire oh. audience with that scene yeah. i think that is up there with the iconic Mm-hmm. Top Gun yeah, that's moments. True. Totally. They're all music though. I know. This soundtrack is really the winner for this. Yeah, oh yeah. It sells it. Yeah. If this movie didn't have the soundtrack that it does, I don't think it would be nearly as popular. I don't think it would be nearly as unironically popular. Yes. It would be mocked, I think, a lot more if it had some like cheesy synth mm-hmm. nonsense happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it would probably be compared more to Skinamax. I've never seen that. It's, uh, it's Cinemax After Dark is when they played the horny movies. Oh. It was colloquially referred to as Skinemax. Oh. Fun fact for you. <laughs> yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. The soundtracks in the 80s were of an animal of their very own. So good. Yeah. Like Flashdance soundtrack. Oh my God. So good. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember any other ones offhand. <laughs> uh, Footloose? Uh, Dirty Dancing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Dirty Dancing. You nailed it with Footloose, though. I still listen to that song when I want to get, like, happy so fast. Yeah, I was, my high school did Footloose, the musical. It was very <laughs> bad. <laughs> I was a country singer. It was very bad. <laughs> I mean, I might unironically enjoy it just because it sounds like a super good time. It was it was a pretty fun time, but like I don't know, I feel like high school plays are always romanticized, and never really like seen for what they are. Yeah, you're not like, smart enough to know the difference. No, in high school. I know. Your brain is still still squishy blob before. Yeah. Seven years later. Yeah. So totally. We did uh, waiting for the parade. Oh. As my high school play. Um, what happens in that? Uh, it is. It takes place mid World War Two. Uh, it is a entirely female char- uh, cast of characters. It is all women who are contributing to the war effort in Canada. Oh, wait, that, that was, ATP just did that They one. just did that. Yeah. I was in tears literally the entire time. Is that the night that we met? No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and we, like, it brought back all these memories, and it was so good, and that's, so, yeah. Amazing. I got, yeah. It was fun. Cool. Yeah. I was, I, my high school did, I was in Les Mis. That was the first play that I was in. What'd you play? Uh, prostitute. Cool. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. When you're 15. Do you get to keep your hair? <laughs> yes, I did. Perfect. There's this, there's this <laughs> picture of me that, so I have very long hair. Um, I've always had very long hair. Uh, no, that's not true. But when I was a child, I had very long hair and they back combed my entire head of hair so that like when I walked through a doorway, my hair would graze either end. Of the door frame, it was like so big and huge. It was just, it was just that, and I don't know why, because other people got to have nice hair, (laughs) but I was just you. (laughs) Well, like I don't know. One of the girls was like, "I'm gonna have perfect ringlets," and they're like, "No, no, no, you can't do that." And she was like, "Okay, I'll just back comb a couple of them." (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Bitch, do you know how much conditioner I have to use to get (laughs) to get my hair normal after the every show?" That's all I've anyway. been thinking about since you said yeah. back homing. Yeah. It was just like, <clears throat> I should find that picture. Anyway. Amazing. I did Les Mis. I did Phyllis. That's coming back this week, by the way. 
Le Miserable. Yeah, Tawny and I, the, my BFF, yeah, yeah, yeah. we also met. Uh, we are seeing it on the 17th. Where? At the Jube. What? Dude, yeah, Broadway across Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Check Kijiji, I'm just saying. Oh my god, that's amazing. I should try and see that. So you did Les Mis and Footloose. And Footloose, and then I did Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and then Kiss Me Kate. Fun. Yeah. That's wholesome. Yeah. And... Allie uh, asked me what place I was in in high school. <laughs> Camille, what place were you in high school? Anne and Gilbert. What's that? The sequel to Anne of Green Gables. Because <laughs> nothing's original anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I literally breathed that. <laughs> and what happened, uh, beloved Anne and her Green Gables, after the events of all of the books? Well, Find she out. went to college and <laughs> she loved Gilbert. The yeah. guy from the book. Yep. The end. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Would you like to regale us with some uh, memorable tunes? From <clears throat> yeah, this one came up three times. Your island, your island, you're on Prince Edward Island. Amazing. That was the main one. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. 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 Just in case you were wondering where it was <laughs> set. You were wondering yeah. where it was set. <laughs> it was Prince Edward Island. <laughs> what a fun romp. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, high school. Yeah. Uh, why is there not a musical version of Top Gun yet? It seems like a crime in yeah. a world yeah. where everything is a musical. Yeah. Allie and I, uh, Allie watched uh, the HBO movie version or movie adaptation of Grey Gardens the mm-hmm. other day. And we were, and uh, that is a musical now. Yep. Uh, or Grey Gardens, like the original, like the actual story is a musical now. Yep. Uh, everything's a musical. Why isn't Top Gun a musical? I know. I... It would be very bothered if it were. Really? Yeah. I'm not into having everything just be a musical because musicals are fun and things need to be revitalized. I think some things need to remain as they were. Like, mm. I watched um, part of the uh, part of a bootlegged recording of Mean Girls on Broadway. Oh, how was that? Aggressively sexist. Ooh. It doesn't really translate. It's also... It, the, 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 the musical is... Almost word for word, um, the, the movie. movie. <laughs> That's weird. And it uh. doesn't it doesn't hold up, mm-hmm. and um, literally it involves characters groping Regina George, and Karen um, is even dumber, dumber, and um, portrayed as more of a quote unquote slut. Mm-hmm. And it's just I turned it off at that point because when they introduce Karen, because they're this is the coolest people ever know, blah, 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 and then mm-hmm. they introduce. The Mean Girls, <laughs> and um, it was just objectifying bullshit, hmm. and I was incredibly offended. That's so upsetting. I turned it off. Hmm. I was like, I don't care. This bootleg is going to be taken down in like an hour and a half, yeah. and I am not going to finish this. Hmm. Do you think that's because Mean Girls, the sor- well, uh, source material in quotes, I guess, because the movie was based off a book that I never read, nobody read. Uh, <laughs> but like the the movie, like Tina Fey's movie is so good and iconic and like mm-hmm. so many people are into it that like, how do you make an, a next level version? Like the stakes are so hot mm-hmm. versus like if you took something kind of shitty... Like, yes. like the Heather's musical. There you go. So, like shitty source material, you and think then that the Heather's is make... shitty. I think I've it's I, it. it's not as iconic. It's not nearly as iconic as Mean Girls. Or maybe that's just because I'm sort it's, of from a different generation. It's proto Mean Girls, though. Yeah, totally. It's definitely uh, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Yeah. 
I just think, I, well, if you, if you take, it's like not as quotable as Mean Girls. And I feel like maybe, maybe, like I said, maybe it's just the generation that I'm in. Yeah. But. Is that a good example then? Like the John Waters movie and then they made a musical and then they did a movie of that musical. Maybe. Is that like a good example? I haven't seen the John Waters movie. I haven't movie. seen it either. Yeah. But anyway, it's from the musical, which is more popular. It's from a movie. Yeah. It's like a cult Like classic. the producers. Yeah. 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 So the Mel Brooks kind of That'll do it. Yeah. producers became a musical, mm-hmm. which became a movie musical. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean... Mean Girls, both Mean Girls and Heather's, for that um, matter, were mm-hmm. both satire. And mm-hmm. so if you translate it to stage and it's in earnest and mm-hmm. it loses the s- satirical quality of it, mm-hmm. it falls dead. Because mm-hmm. the reason why Heather's is so funny is because it's completely over the top. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Mean Girls is so funny is because it's so aggressively true and over the top. Mm-hmm. And it's... I. Th- if you move, if you put it into a music, a move into a musical format, those and the songs aren't good, by the way. Um, For Mean Girls, yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, if you put it into a musical, the musicals are inherently campy and ridiculous, mm-hmm. and so the satire I think gets lost. Mm-hmm. It's like with Glee, the first half of the first season was mm-hmm. amazing because it was tongue in cheek, nonsense satire bullshit, and then. The rest of the first season was filmed after the first half of the first season had aired. Mm -hmm. So they had already seen how successful it was. And then it became like, oh, this is a money machine. Mm -hmm. And then it lost a lot of the tongue-in-cheek satire quality. And they started going after school special and like Mm. um, upping the drama. I wouldn't shame Degrassi like that. (laughs) Yeah. But no, when I think of after school special, like I think of... Yeah. Like, learning about AIDS from Degrassi. Sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, it was... I think that the you have to have a clear vision for what your story is meant to be mm-hmm. before you can translate something into a musical. It either has to be in earnest and really fucking good, mm-hmm. or it has to be satire that is really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. You can't have, like, a kind of a weird mixture of both. You can't just translate something from a movie to... Like to the to the stage, it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts on uh, like movies that are from scripts, like play scripts? I think it depends on who uh, on how it's directed. Hmm. If you do like a small thing like uh, Osa Osage County, Osage County, yeah, Osage County. Mm. I can't remember how to say yeah, that. Yeah. That I thought was very beautifully translated. August Osage King. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because it kept the very small scope, but you still mm-hmm. moved around. You still had the space that was as detailed as it would have to be on stage. Mm-hmm. And it was really intimate. It was a good character study. Mm-hmm. But some of them don't fly. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any off, my top of, off of the top of my head. Oh, Les Mis. Mm. Incredible yeah. on stage. Totally. Incredible on stage. In the, mov- in the movies, it just seems insincere. I think you need to see... Jean Valjean sweating over the bread. You can't just have Hugh Jackman singing really emotionally, emotionally mm-hmm. at um, at a camera. Mm-hmm. It, Which is interesting because, like, I, I, uh, just like because of how Les Mis was filmed, one could say like that is the director trying to be the most sincere with 
with the story and the music because it was all like live singing it was all like super intimate it was like sure. intended to be uh sincere and and authentic I, I think was would be maybe a better term than sincere but um <clears throat> i call but, bullshit on that though because like th- i mean they're singing live but like they're it's getting, still they're filmed gonna do, it's still filmed they're still gonna do adr like even though they're like oh Anne hathaway did like one take and that's the one she won her oscar with like yeah there's prep before that she you know you can warm up all mm. day before your single take that you takes you all day you yeah know, like and you do week. a thing it's right yeah exactly and, like they're gonna fix it and put like it sound gets edited like i don't know you yeah. know, I don't know. It's also, you I know, think it's also overly like, cinematic. Yeah. Mm. Which, I, yeah. There's there's definitely some issues with the, with the film version of that. I film nothing. The entire time. Yeah. When I watch Les Mis live, because I've seen it a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I'm stoked to see it again, mm-hmm. I bring tissues, because I know that I'm going to be heaving sobs in, like, the audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, and even the soundtrack... Oh my gets me. God, my emotional fourteen-year-old heart. I would sit in my bedroom and I had a double CD deck. And I just play one and then I'd play the other. <laughs> I was eponine every time. I sang on my Duh. own and won like I won freaking awards in Amazing. competition and stuff and like oh, nice. I was anyway. Nice. Yeah. So oh sorry. It's, okay. um, it's just nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> I just it. I need the intimacy of like. The feelings, I, I just, it's not there for me in the movie. Mm-hmm. But to each his own, man. Yeah. I felt nothing in the movie. My best friend, Tawny, yeah. cried a smidge. And the lady next to me was like, <laughs> I'm like, you've got to watch it live, dude. You'd die. <laughs> yeah. I had very real feelings when I saw the Phantom of the Opera movie. That I don't know well if done. I would still feel them. I haven't watched it in so long, but I love Phantom. I I love Patrick Wilson. I'm okay, <laughs> I hear you. Coming in the fall, our Patrick Wilson podcast. Ooh, yeah. Uh, nice. It's Pat. It's Pat. <laughs> Pat it's me down. Pat Wilson. me down. Wilson with Allie and Camille. Yep. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> you know who else is also a naturally gifted singer? Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never heard him sing. Oh, wait, well, no, he no, did have the you doors. Seen Prince, yeah, and have you seen Prince of Egypt? He does yes. his own vocals in oh Prince of Egypt. God. And he's also in the Ten Commandments musical where he plays Moses again. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Levine is also in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I am not familiar not familiar with that. We haven't seen it either. We've only, like, IMDb'd it. Okay. So it'll have to be, like, mm-hmm. a special order or something mm-hmm. when we get it. It'll, it'll probably be worth it. Oh, yes, very much mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes. But yeah, and have you seen um, Top Secret? It, it was like to- uh, Val Kilmer's first movie. Mm, I'm going to say no. You should see it. It's like, uh, it's in the ve- vein of like Airplane. Okay. And like wackadoo sort of visual gags. Like am- amidst like very like cinematic, like sincere acting. Um, anyway, so he does his own vocals in that. So he plays like this... An all-American like music star who gets tricked into being a spy. I buy that. Yeah, totally right. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so if you mm-hmm. get a chance, you should see. <laughs> you should see that. I'll see if I can dig it off the internet somewhere. Yes. Amazing. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I still think Top 
Shotgun would be a great musical. I think so too. Just because uh, I think this is my own opinion. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be able to make it through the entire musical. <laughs> I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think I'd leave at like nine forty-five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or yeah. like fall asleep. That's just my own opinion. So maybe like you know, like some things exist, and like maybe a movie version isn't like the height of like the form of art. Top Gun's supposed to be like maybe musicals like the next level and like now we're we're evolved we can make it the way it was supposed to be Kenny Loggins <laughs> comes back I don't know if he's dead or not or if he's just in retirement he makes extra songs it's yep. him in Berlin for the win yes there we go Tom Cruise plays himself Val Kilmer plays himself it's a stage debut both of them sing so why the fuck not right that sounds fun yeah. I mean you're kind of selling me on it actually <laughs> there we go as long as it's done well I'm down I'll watch anything yeah yeah, yeah. alright 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth plays Kelly McGillis. I don't know Broadway stars. Guys. Yeah, me either. <laughs> mm. uh, 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 someone else. Uh, anyway. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Allie, how many vowels out of how many Kilmers, how many volleyballs out of how many um, Sandy butt cracks would you give this movie? <laughs> um, okay. The soundtrack, I give 11 vowels out of 10 Kilmers. Okay. Um, Tom Cruise's smile, I give seven vowels out of ten Kilmers. Mm. The overall movie, I think I will give, uh, like a, like a strong six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Out of ten. That's, I, I think... When I think of Top Gun, I think of, like, all of the fun stuff, and then I forget how sparse all of the fun stuff is. Mm. Between. Yeah. Yeah, I I think when I remember it, I remember, like, I almost romanticize this movie, because I'm like, oh, it's so fun, and like, oh, yeah, Top Gun, and Tom Cruise, and Val Kilmer, (laughs) and so, it's then the soundtrack. Um, but, but like I've sat down to watch it like maybe two or three times in the past year and I couldn't get through it. It was just like, just fell asleep. It was, it was a little bit too boring. The stakes Mm. were too low. So Mm. that's solid six and a half. Nice. Yep. That's fair. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and give it overall two shower scenes (laughs) out of five ice men. Ooh, yeah. And that, that, yeah, I think that sums up my... Experience with the film. Excellent. Right. Yeah. Rain. Um, probably five aviator sunglasses out of eight uh, crisply tight but white oh, uniforms. Like, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mostly based on nostalgia, actually. Yeah. But the points that you're bringing up regarding the plot overall mm-hmm. are. I mean, we've literally forgotten about the entire thing, except for that, and then this, and then that, and then this, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it ends like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, like what is it if it's not TBS able to be shown on TV dinner yeah. in a movie? You know what? It's a good it's a good soundtrack with like oh, yeah, fun sexual is. tension mm-hmm. and some exciting plane scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Intermixed with like shower scenes and people hanging out in their underwear. And emotional manipulation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is really all soundtracks. Yeah. I mean but you you know, you take a charming young fellow and you slam him really hard into a window and you feel a little sad. Yeah. 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 Um, I 
forget what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, oh. 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 Uh, no, that's it. Do you have any fun Top Gun facts for uh, this Yeah, I have, a, I have a couple of fun little trivia tidbits. Um, so, Kenny Loggins apparently was not the first choice to record The Danger Zone. What a mistake. Uh, above him were Toto of oh, Africa, right? Okay. And Ario Speedwagon. Do we know if copies of those exist? <gasps> oh my god, I uh, hope so. I don't, but I further slap further a baby to yeah. hear Toto play yeah. Danger Zone. Oh my god. We should find that. If, I'll, I'll stop the planes down in Danger Zone. <laughs> I'll stop the planes. Great. It needs to You're exist right. if it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently the real Top Gun school in real life mm-hmm. imposes a $5 fine to anyone on their staff who quotes the movie. Which <laughs> <laughs> is very funny. That is very funny. That had to be implemented. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you own a pottery school, you have to <laughs> you have to punish people for singing Unchained Melody. Yeah. And yeah. for ghosting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you in danger, girl. And Val Kilmer <laughs> did not want to be in this film, but was forced to by contractual obligations. Whoa. What? However, it became one of his most iconic roles in his career. This is like a segment on uh, IMDb, but there's so much more I want to know. Like, yeah. what contractual yeah. obligations? Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this him? Like, he signed, I don't know, is that a thing? Like, a four picture deal? It literally people still is. do that in yeah. the past? I don't know if people do that anymore, but. I, yeah. It is because oh, Marvel does that with all their people. Like, totally. he, they, Chris oh, Evans signed like a nine picture sense. deal or something when he took on Captain America, the wow. best Captain America. Tangent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's totally a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was mostly like franchise though, I, but this yeah. is the 80s, so. Yeah. It's a wild west. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> out of control. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, he was in Willow. We gotta lock this kid down. <laughs> gotta lock him down. Yeah. You want a Top Gun, son, sir? Ooh. I hope he showed up on set and like Iceman was supposed to be like a very kind, like best friend character, but he showed up with that <laughs> and she was like, fuck you, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm like, my own shit. I'm an adult. And he like just put his aviators on and chewed gum. And they're like, fine. So we'll cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I heard somewhere that him and Tom Cruise did not get along during the filming of this. Oh. I did. I maybe I made that up. I think I've heard that. I don't know, but Val Kilmer gets a bad rap for being a bit of a diva. Like I think he's a very demanding actor. Do you remember the one with the lions and Michael Douglas? Uh, Ghost in the dark. Ghost in the darkness. I I had that movie on VHS. Mm And I would just watch it and 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 watch it just because like while I was getting ready in the morning or whatever and I just wanted to watch a movie. Have a little Val Kilmer. Yeah. I fully, fully believe Mm -hmm. that Val Kilmer was probably a diva. Hmm. I don't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, he was incredibly successful at a very young age. Like, he did Top Secret when he was like 20, 21. I read a theory that stated that the age you are when you hit the pinnacle, or like the, 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 um, when you get famous, like mm-hmm. you get your break. Yeah. That that age mentally is kind of where you stay. Hmm. Like for a long time, because like you get famous and people are waiting on you head and foot as a 13 yeah. year old and you kind of, that you never solidifies. Have to grow up. Yeah. Whereas there are people who don't get famous or whatever until they're like 28 to 34 mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're totally normal people because they've literally been struggling for this long. And then mm-hmm. they have a completely different different perspective mm-hmm. on life and fame and jobs and stuff. And I think that that probably has some bearing. It might just be a coincidence yeah. or an observation. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe that's why so many child stars get fucked up. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with management. But absolutely, entitlement and yeah. rewarding shitty behavior because they're cute and can sing mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, I'm finding uh, evidence that Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis didn't get along. <gasps> no, yeah. but they had to have all those awkward kissing scenes. Yeah, I guess Isn't that's what made them even more also? awkward. Is she? Isn't she? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> Google. I read um, that. I've read that also as well. Hmm. That it was difficult. Uh, yeah, Kelly McGillis has been married to a lady and a gentleman. Oh, great. Yeah, good for her. Live your life. Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. a fucking babe, though. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen her recently, but she's gorgeous and Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Big and, like, we, and very stylish. Like, totally. <laughs> those glasses that she wears, or someone wears, like, these giant 80s glasses that I'm pretty sure my dad owned, but you can just, like, <laughs> buy those frames... Anywhere now. Like, yeah. all of that shit is coming back. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. is the end of my uh, my interesting trivia. Great. Mm, you were successful. Camille. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Great work. Well, thank you. It has been a pleasure talking about Top Gun and Other. movie musicals. And <laughs> it was great. It was a wild ride. Yes, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was a pleasure. Um, any, any parting words about uh, anything? that you'd like to leave us with regarding Val Kilmer doesn't matter um I think that Val Kilmer is underrated as an actor and deserves slightly more credit for his work Hmm. um because most of his stuff is now like campy niche nostalgia stuff Mm -hmm. and I you know I I think that there is that there's room to appreciate Val Kilmer as an auteur yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I wonder what I wonder what it was that kept him from like like perpetual fame mm, like that extra little spike yeah that, like tom cruise totally et got. yeah like so hmm. i don't know tom cruise and val kilmer were on very similar trajectories so i wonder what it was that made tom Cru- oh uh, uh, scientology that's what it was yeah oh yeah the magic of scientology <laughs> <Pretty Yeah. casino. laughs> yeah. but yeah i wonder what it was that like that gave uh, Tom Cruise like lasting power over Val Kilmer. I don't feel necessarily that it was not a decision made by Val Kilmer to step back. Hmm. But I also haven't seen anything that he's. I know he did like Heat and stuff, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like his post Beefcake role where he was still drawing audiences as a handsome fella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wasn't he in, um, Alexander? Yeah, he was, he played Alexander's dad. Mm-hmm. I can't remember that guy's name. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that he probably just chose. Cause he wasn't in, he didn't, uh, have like rehab or jail. No, so. or he did have some like health that. issues. I think yeah. he, yeah. he ended up with throat cancer, didn't he? I, I that was really know. recently. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's probably, I don't know. I'm speculating entirely. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I guess, like, once you get to, like, how famous do you want to get? Yeah. Like, do you want to be, do you want to be working forever, or do you want to, like, enjoy your money and yeah. live your life? So, yeah, maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Do the projects you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Anyway. That's a good uh, thanks. Thanks for coming on the cinema.
Vals. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. And um, tonight, we had the need for speed. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to come in and do that. <laughs> I, did. I didn't know what <laughs> it was. Like, Greg will fix it in post. 